This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. The following is paid commercial programming. The views and opinions expressed do not necessarily reflect those of WSSP, Intercom Milwaukee, its staff, or sponsors. From Lake Michigan to the Mississippi and every river, lake, and field in between. Let's talk everything outdoors. Yeah, it's time to hop on the crazy train. (laughs) Welcome to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. Fasten your seatbelts for a wild ride through Wisconsin's outdoors, only on Sports Radio 105.7 FM, The Fan. Good morning, everybody, and welcome to another glorious weekend here in Wisconsin. I am Tommy DeTrue Neubauer, and to my left is my co-host, Danny Bush, or Bushy as we'll call him. Or wealthy single straight landowner from Douglas County. That's right. We come to you every Saturday morning from 6 to 8 a.m. We are live, so we will take your phone calls with questions and comments at 414-799-1250. That's 414-799-1250. Or you can email us live at ceoguys at yahoo.com. Well, good morning, everyone. Oh, and we got Jeff Orlowski sitting in today for Greg. So he will be here this week and most likely next next week. We also have a couple of guests coming into the studio today. We have the owner of Badger Sportsman Magazine, Art Dumpke, and his right-hand man who does, like, wears many hats, does a lot of stuff, Chris Carnes. So they'll be in today at yeah. 6.30. Yeah, and you have got you gave me the latest. Yep, the latest issue. Did this one just come out? Just came out. I got it this week, Wednesday or something like because that. Because I was looking for Badger Sportsman at some newsstands and mm-hmm. was couldn't find it. So, yeah. so I'm glad it's out, the yep. new one. Yep, yep. New one just came out. Chuck full of great information. <coughs> yeah. If you're Wisconsin, if you're if you hunt or fish in Wisconsin, it's the best hunting and fishing magazine mm-hmm. around for you. You know, Danny, my uh, my middle son from Arkansas and his wife and our two grandchildren are up here now. The grandkids are four and a half and two, okay, years of age. I thought that once they moved back up here, that I could do some babysitting. Uh, I don't think so. I was with those two kids last night for 10 minutes in the backyard. I was worn out. How old? Two and four. Oh. I was oh. worn out. Oh, yeah. They, and then in the house, I, they were wearing me out. I'm telling you, to keep up with little rugrats like that, oh, my even, goodness. Uh, even, uh, <laughs> oh, I got to say this before I forget. Oh, what's that? Our, you know, John Lehman, our departed love friend. His lovely wife, Loie, mm-hmm. it's her birthday today. Oh, happy she birthday. She turned 70 years old. Oh, wow. And she looks like she's 50. Yeah, she doesn't look 70, that's and for sure. And she works 
harder than a 30-year-old construction worker. Yes, she, she does. She just works hard, so wanted to say happy birthday. But the reason I thought of that, their good friends are visiting, and they've got a, uh, uh, a Greg. Greg was in with us. Remember John's buddy Greg was yeah, in with us last from year? from Minnesota, yeah. Yeah, from Minnesota. And uh, they've got an eight-year-old, eight, no, eight-month-old granddaughter. Okay. So when they came to visit, they agreed to give their daughter a break and son-in-law they went up, Francisco and Annie went up to Canada, mm-hmm. I think it's Canada, while they took care of the, the baby. And and they brought a dog as well. Oh, geez. And let me tell you, I don't know how it's any vacation when you've got an eight-month-old baby and a dog, because it's like all day long coordinating, taking care of the baby and walking the dog. Yeah. Well, at least with an eight month old, you can they take a lot of naps. They sleep a lot. Yeah. But you gotta change all those Ma- those icky diapers. I think her name is Maya, and she's yeah. cute as can be and smiles. Yeah. She's a generally happy baby. But then when they get crabby. Oh gee, I know. When they get crabby and you put them down on the floor and she's crawling, but you can't believe how quick you can turn your head and they're into something. Yeah, yeah. I you was gotta, sitting there at the yeah. kitchen table. And next thing you know, she crawled under my, we were all, we had a barbecue. She yeah. crawled under my bar stool and she tried to eat John's son's Mark sandals. All of a sudden she had a sandal in her mouth. Yeah. And I said to everybody, uh, she's eating a sandal over here. Nobody even really seemed to hear me. <laughs> Finally till, I think grandma, you, came, grandma came around yeah. the corner. She's eating a sandal. And you didn't want to pick her up and listen. take care of it? Listen. Take care of the situation? You hand... When you hand a baby to me, it's like somebody handing you some, uh, let's say it was a, a glass, 2,000-year-old um, uh, thing that's worth a million dollars, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. A yeah. priceless heirloom, yeah. and you hand it to me to hold it. I don't want to hold it because <laughs> I don't want to drop it. Yeah, yeah. And when someone hands me a baby, it's like... Yeah. Oh, that's not okay. Here, you can have it back. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that was fun for two <laughs> okay, seconds. Okay, that was fun. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah don't. Uh, yeah. I guess I wasn't certain guys looking at things in life, Tom. I don't think I was cut out for for the married no. life and having the babies. Well, I like little kids. And dogs. You know, I like babies. I like little kids. They're fun. I mean, they can get crabby, you know, and all that stuff, and they can get ornery. Yeah, but but when they're you know, in good spirits and having fun. I mean, we well, were having a well, ball great. with these Listen, kids. Yeah. I'm great with kids, right? Yeah, oh, I'm a yeah. teacher. A little bit older and, kids, and, though. No, even younger, I'm pretty good. I For some reason, uh, Those, I, like my dad two was and three always, year olds? Yeah, my yeah, dad. I yeah. remember things my yeah. dad, stupid things he did. And I, I'll get to with kids and I'll start doing those things and yeah, I love it. Yeah. One of the things I do is I, I, I tend to get them a little too rowdy. Oh, yeah. I like uh, Waka's daughter, uh, Tahi. Tahi. She's yeah. eight. And her friend, uh, Mia, from across the street. I'll start, I'll just hit one of them with a water gun or do something yeah, yeah. goofy. And let me tell you, once I get them wound oh, up. once they're wound once up. Once they're wound up, it's like throwing a ball into the do- into the water for a lab. The lab will never want to quit. Yeah. And once the water fight begins, it game on. And yeah. they do not stop. I know. I'll have them, you know, they'll be throwing buckets on me. Jumping on top when uh, top when, when I'm laying in yeah, a lawn chair yeah, trying yeah. to relax five minutes later. Yeah. It's, once you get them going, once you get them going, it and I can stop. get them wound up pretty yeah. good. Who do you got on the line there, Jeff? We got Jay Bird from Hales Corners. All right. Hey, good morning, Jay Bird. What's on your mind today? Morning, guys. Hey, uh, 
spoke with you guys last week asking for some musky advice and went up to Boulder Junction and uh, landed a 46-incher. Oh, and, uh, good for it you. Was, it was uh, the first uh, first one over 40 inches that I had ever caught. So it was what lake were you on up there? Uh, Boulder Lake. You were on Boulder. That's a good lake. Hey, good job. Yeah, yeah you had called asking yeah. for some. What would you catch it on? So here's the funny part. I actually caught it on a Mets 3 Black and Flurry at about 6.30 p.m., and I had tossed it literally just off the pier after catching nothing going out and, um, around the lake for around yeah. three hours. In and other I, words, in the least likely spot on the least yes, likely lure. Yes, throwing a Meps it. for a bass. A number three Meps, you said? <laughs> yeah, Black and yeah. Flurry. I snapped yeah. a weed, pulled it's... it off. Yeah. And as soon as I pulled it off in the middle of the weed bed, the musky nailed it. And uh, it was close enough to the boat that it was like a three-minute sight. And the funny part is, so I wanted to ask you guys this. So we end up leaving on Sunday. My mom uh, and dad stayed up there. She ends up catching the same exact fish. And I say this in the same exact spot because it had a tag on it. On its back fin, an orange marker, yeah, or, like plastic um, little band, yeah, yeah, that was through its back fin. She ends up catching the exact same fish. No kidding. Later. Now, I was did it, ask if you guys have ever heard of that? Well, did it, did the band have any kind of a number or anything? You know, it didn't. It just had. Um, she'd send you a, a picture of it, but um, it just had a. It was essentially like. Almost like a uh, zip tie. Yeah. But it was through their back fin. Yeah. Well, um, that almost sounds like to me like somebody's got their own private tagging system right, going. Right. There's I was some. Say, it didn't look government. Yeah, the, I uh, think they they actually do sell some kind of little kits where you can actually, I think, do some kind of a tag to check. Yeah. So if Joe Schmo lives on the lake and he wants to see if he's catching the same fish, he can do it. That doesn't sound like. A DNR one uh, doesn't sound like there's any kind of a uh, radio transmitter no. or anything in them. Yeah, it yeah, did the, not look like it had anything electrical or yeah. radio transmitting. And if there were uh, a yeah, number, the, you could yeah. call it into the DNR, yeah. and they'd say, "Oh, we we tagged that such and such yeah. when it was 42 inches at uh, yeah. yeah." So if there's numbers, I've actually called them in and gotten the the previous data on them. Yeah, the DNR always likes it if you catch a fish that's tagged that with the, one of their tags with the numbers. They want you to call it in and let them know, you know, how long it was, how much it weighed, if if you know, but where you caught it, and blah blah blah, and, and then they they just get more data or a know, goose or anything yeah, for or that any, matter. Any, if you get any kind of a tag with a number yeah, on it, yeah, yeah, generally it's probably a good idea yeah. to contact your yeah. local DNR biologist so, or whatever and report. So, are it. you going to get a replica mount of it? Um, I am not. Or did I'm you get a really nice picture? I have a really nice picture. Both. It's funny just because. We're both holding the same exact fish. That's weird. And caught it in the same exact place. Right at, off the dock. At, literally at the same exact time at 6.30. It was really wow. weird. It was actually, I caught it at 6.31, and she caught it at 6.34. That's weird. Yeah, well, she fish... caught it with a uh, um, a top, uh, a popper. Popper, yeah. Well, that, yeah. that, that muskie's been sitting there eating every evening probably. Not bothered eating little frogs and things till you guys came along and and and, and yeah. <laughs> changed the menu. So wow. good job, congratulations! Yeah, congrats. A single fish close to there that yeah. we got any bite from, aside from that yeah. one, which was 
Yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. <laughs> All right. Well, congratulations. Thanks for calling and letting us know. We appreciate it. Appreciate the advice, guys. Okay, All right. Take now. care. Wow, that's pretty that's cool, a nice Danny. First musky, and he didn't yeah, break was... it just by one inch, like a forty-one inch, yeah. or a forty and a half, yeah. or a forty and seven eighths. You know how yeah. we like to, yeah. we like to stretch our muskies out yeah. to the very, yeah. you know, flip them one more time. <laughs> you sure you got the tape at the yeah. end of his tail? Yeah. yeah. Well, that's great. That's great. Uh, you know, and 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 that's so weird too to have the same fish caught the next day. It just goes to show they do have short memories. <laughs> anyway. We got to go to a break. We're going to be coming back to you with other uh, fishy stuff. And don't forget, we have the Badger Sportsman guys coming in at 630. So definitely, if you got any questions for them, now's the time to give them a call when they get here. We'll be right back with more of the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back. Welcome back uh, to the Midwestern Shooter Supply Cutting Edge Outdoors. We're coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. We are presented by Coleman Insect Repellents. And our Bait Mate Pro, Roundy Ron Johnson, will be in next week in the studio with us. And uh, speaking of the Bait Mate, Tom, yeah. I took some of the Bait Mate stick yesterday, and I was out trolling for muskies. Mm-hmm. And... Where I got like little worn spots on the paint of the crankbaits, mm-hmm. I put some of the stick stuff in. Yeah, it kind yeah. of fills in like a paste. Yeah, smells like anise. And uh, then you know what I use the spray garlic, garlic yeah, and salt spray. Yeah. I, I'll once in a while I'll spray the bait, but what I've been doing lately is like if I think I got gas or I don't care or sunscreen lotion yeah, on yeah, my hands. Yeah, yeah. I, I spray my hands with yeah. that garlic and salt and kind of rub it together. To, That's a good I, idea. I'm using it almost like a hand. Decenter. Yeah. Because I don't really, I don't know if it makes any difference, but I don't feel like grabbing a bait anymore with my hands covered with... With something, with, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, whatever, kind of sunscreen motion. Yeah. yeah, definitely. Well, I tried out a, a, it's not a new line. It's been around for a while, but it was new to me. Uh, the salesman uh, that I deal with for a lot of fishing supplies, he gave me a, a sample of 10-pound uh, test nanofill. You've seen that stuff, nanofill? Yes, I have. And uh, now I read a number of reports. Uh, it was like half and half. Half of the people loved it. The other half said, oh, it breaks on fish. The knot breaks when you set the hook, you know, and all that. So we were out, uh, when was that? Wednesday. Took my son out, you know, uh, the one from Arizona. Yeah. And Well, I took two of my boys out. And I was setting that hook as hard as I could on fish. As a matter of fact, one fish... It hit probably 30 feet from the boat. I set that hook so hard, it came out of the water and landed about 10 feet from the boat. I mean, I just jerked his butt right out of the water. And, uh, well, the biggest one that day I got was, well, we got was a 19-incher, which was nice. That's a, it was about a four-pounder. That's a nice. And uh, But I was setting the hook as hard as I could, and I didn't have any problems with it. Now, the one thing, Danny, about the nanofill, I got to tell you this. Okay. It casts a mile. You can, It casts so really far. So is it a far. braid? It's 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 kind of a braid, braid and fluorocarbonish. So, so whatever. It's a, it's, it's, is it like a 
copolymer, they call it, yeah, where it's, it's a mix between well, mono and fluorocarbon? It's, it's braided. It's braided. So it is braided, so it's it doesn't braided. look like the mono right, or fluorocarbon. Right, right. It's a braid. It's a braid, but it's not totally a super braid, and it's not totally a mono. Yeah, I'd have to look it up again. But anyway... Well, it uh, sounds like a braid to me. And it's thinner in diameter than, let's well, say, mono. Well, yeah. that's that's the thing with all the bass guys yeah. now. I... I mean, you and I grew up in the days of fishing with with Stran or, still do. or Trilene XL. Yeah. yeah. Um, but now those braids, guys typically put 20-pound braid on on a spinning reel and maybe a fluorocarbon leader yeah. for abrasion resistance yeah. and or uh, invisibility, uh, visibility, invisibility yeah. factor. And uh, you can toss those baits a mile. Oh, yeah. Well, I'll tell you, it, that nanofill, I can... Man, it gets a lot of distance. And you can sure feel the tick ticks. Yeah, it doesn't have much. It's got a little bit of stretch, but nowhere near mono. Right. It's almost stretchless, almost, not the, quite. The The only yeah. thing uh, I've found, if you're fishing for hard-charging smallies using jerk baits, um, especially if you got uh, a knot where you've tied your braid to a fluorocarbon leader, you're best, you're in it, you're best off loosening your drag because those oh, things definitely. hit like a freight train mm -hmm. and now with the no stretch braid and especially with the you know some you know graphite fast action rod that mm -hmm. you just feel i mean you got to have some years ago face it tom the mono did have a forgiving factor as far as you know that's why i like it yeah when, when you get that bigger fish by the side of the boat and they always make another run not only is your rod acting like a shock absorber, but the line's got a little bit of stretch. And if you didn't, if you don't have your drag set properly, that little bit of stretch will save you from getting broken a broken line. You know. So I mean, I I still like mono. I still use it. You know, I still use it. But I mean, I try different things. And you know, a number of years ago, I tried the super braids and all that, and I yeah, I, I just didn't care for them. How about for musky fishing? Because I made the big switch well years ago. Because instead of that black dacron, which can yeah get a weak spot and break on you that then i i made the switch i uh i use the mono for my sucker rigs because my sucker rigs are right below right on the side of, they're only down 10 15 feet all right so okay. on those i can use mono on the sucker rig that's behind the boat on a float yeah that's like 30 feet back that i use the super braids what pound for mono that. for your suckers i think it's 25 which oh, and i've never not ever had a broken line even, ever even trying to set it hard as you can when as you hard go, as i can go nothing. mental on it. nope never i uh i've never broken a line yeah I, on one. I, I, oh, I, I take it back not on regular mono like on stren or something when remember years ago when they came uh dupont came out with prime it was the mono on the outer core and in that inner core of polyester yeah. remember that thing prime that stuff sucked that was the worst crap out there it was terrible it was terrible i broke i broke off on two fish with that junk i remember talking Ugh. about bad lines years ago it was uh this was in like the 60s they had it on sale at sears of all places in green bay and it was royal bonnell oh yeah the and brown it was stuff. brown and it yep. was brown <laughs> yeah royal bonnell yeah so royal dad bonnell. dad took us opening weekend of fishing season to go to shano lake and it was too rough on Shano Lake. So he drove. He'd heard about some rivers. I think the Red River up in Shano County. 
And he said, uh, we just drove around till we found a bridge, right? Mm -hmm. And you could walk down and try fishing. So I remember, it was amazing, Tom. I remember standing and looking and down underneath in the clear water, I saw a nice trout, maybe over, at least over a foot long, kind of underneath the rock, kind of come out from mm -hmm. under a rock. There were some, some nice, probably native trout. And, and we just chucked out worms. And all of a sudden, my brother Tim hooked into this trout, and it it was looking big, man. It was at least at least fifteen inches. I saw the thing flashing in the current, and it snapped. The line broke, and it was that Royal Bonnell stuff. <laughs> and boy, yeah. did my brother and I hammer my dad for having gone to Sears and put that Royal Bonnell stuff on because it was on sale for us whatever, half a cent a yard, yeah, is that what yeah. they'd sell it for? <clears throat> yeah. Oh, boy, great deal. So, uh, yeah, so then then I to further prove that the Royal Bonnell was junk, we'd go down to the East River in Green Bay and fish for carp. Mm. I know a lot of our listeners can relate to being kids and going to their local wherever and sitting on the shore and catching bullheads and carp yep. in the summer. It was fishing. It was something to do. Right. And that Royal Bonnell broke on everything. Really? Went home, switched it back to the, uh, switched it back to the uh, um, Stren, yeah. and never looked back. You know, you you remember Joe Earhart, right? Yeah, Papa Joe. You know, we were, I, I years ago I did a couple of seminars together with him where we were like, him and I were sitting at a table and people would ask us questions and Joe would always tell people, you don't need that fancy line. He says you. You go out and you buy that cheapest line they got over there at Target, and 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 he'd say, "Get the cheap. It's all the same." And it's like, no, Joe, it's remember, not the same. I remember you could go to the hardware store in Green Bay, or even a Kmart for that matter, a Shopko, and you had your strand and your trialing up above, and there wasn't much else besides that in quality mono. Yeah, but right. then you'd have these big giant spools of this really blue looking mono. Shakespeare. Shakespeare. Yep. That's what I, at my store, that's like, what we sold for a penny like, a so yard. God dang cheap. Yep. So when I first started salmon fishing in the 80s, and we were getting, we did get a couple over 30 pounds, but the guy that we started doing what, doing it with, I'm out with him in his boat fishing the first time, and for some reason on the boat, he had to start re-spooling a reel, and he pulled out one of those spools of the Shakespeare, and I said, Sam. In fact, he's a famous wildlife artist, Sam Tim. Oh, okay. yeah, yeah. If he's in galleries and stuff, he just started painting at the time. We'd yeah. come back from fishing, and I'd go down in his basement. He'd show me the what he was working on for a yeah, painting, yeah, and now yeah. he's probably made a million dollars doing it. But anyway, I said, Sam, what are you doing? He goes, Well, I'm putting new line. I says, Yeah, but what's that? Oh, it's brand new line. I said, That's the cheap stuff. He says, So? I said, So you spent. This much for your boat, this much for your motor, this much for your rod, this much for your reel, and the connection to your fish, you're going to spend 99 cents for 3,000 yards? Yeah, or, yeah. Uh, what, are you, what are you thinking? He looked at me, and he switched and never went back. And he, said, he went yeah, to the you quality got a stuff. Point. You got a point there. So well, we got to go to a break. Coming up next, folks, will be the gut report. And Chris Carnes from Badger Sportsman Magazine just walked into the studio. We're wondering where Art Dumpke is today, probably sleeping in. But that's all right. Get ready for Chris Carnes from Badger Sportsman. When we come back, 799-1250 is the phone number. You are listening to the Midwestern Shooter Supplies Cutting Edge Outdoors, presented by Coleman Insect Repellents, here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Come here, I'm going to eat you! 
I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. The Gut Report is brought to you by V-Mart Cheesy Produce and Discount Liquor. How about sweet potato fries? A real easy way to make them. You take some sweet potatoes, you peel them, you cut them into wedgies. Take about, you know, about a pound and a half of them. You put them in a bowl and you mix them with some olive oil, a couple tablespoons, put some Cajun seasoning or whatever kind you like, a little salt and pepper. Then you put them on a baking sheet and bake them uncovered for at 425 for about 20, 25 minutes, turning them occasionally, you know, if you can, and until they get a little brownish color on them. They are delicious. You know, sometimes we always talk about main dishes, but you know what? Don't forget those side dishes. They're good for you. Anyway, the Gut Report was brought to you by V Marchese Produce. When quality counts, you can count on V Marchese Produce. Insist on the best. You can visit them at vmarchese.com. And by Discount Liquor, where you'll find the best price, selection, and service at 51st and Oklahoma in Milwaukee and 919 North Barstow in Waukesha. For weekly specials, go to discountliquorinc.com. Come here. I'm going to eat you. I'm bigger than you. I'm higher in the food chain. Get in my belly. So right now we welcome Chris Carnes from Badger Sports and Magazine in the studio today. Good morning, Chris. Good morning. How are you? Good. And uh, your buddy Art Dunkey, he didn't. Uh, he's sleeping in today, huh? Well, yeah. He uh, he's not here. Uh, where he oh. is, I'm not real sure. Well, he he is the boss. He yeah, can do what he wants. That's right. right. He's a very <laughs> he's a very busy guy. He's also yeah. an avid outdoorsman. So who mm-hmm. knows? He might be out slaying some walleyes on Lake Winnebago as well, we speak. Well, that's that's the thing. In addition to uh, putting putting out a great magazine, you guys actually uh, walk the walk and talk the talk because you guys live fishing and hunting. And during the break, Chris and I, Tom, were kind yeah. of talking about the, the Winnebago walleye bite. And I had heard earlier this year, Tom, now my mm-hmm. brother Tim likes to troll for him. Uh, I had heard earlier that fishing was kind of off. Earlier but, in the season. But now earlier. talking to maybe Chris, we can kind of go over what you were just telling me before sure. about what, what, what it's been for yourself out there. Well, for me, it's, it, was, it was very good early on, which was opposite of everybody yeah, else. yeah. Um, I was doing real well in, in June and end of May. Uh, right now, it's been tough for me. You know, the sheephead bite is always on. But uh, <laughs> the walleyes for me have been a little scarce. But other guys have been just doing really well, both jigging and slip bobbering. And a lot of guys are trolling. They're starting to get them out in the mud now. So, yeah, the walleye population is, is really healthy, and, and hopefully it'll stay that way for many years to come. So right. now you like to jig for them. Yep. Okay, so what's your technique and where do you do it out there? Well, I live uh, south of town, so I hit the reefs. You know, I, it depends on the weather. So if the, if the wind is, is blowing, you know, I'll be up on top of the reefs probably in anywhere from, you know, four to six feet of water, maybe even up to three feet of water. Uh, when it's a little calmer, they, they slide down off the edges. So I'll be fishing in, you know, eight to ten, something like that. Um, I'll drift. I'll anchor. I'll do it a number of different ways. Um, you know, you're at the right spot at the right time. You know, it's amazing I Winnebago. You can be 50 feet from a guy catching walleyes and you're not catching anything and all of a sudden, you know, they turn on for you or vice versa. You know, it's, it's kind of crazy. <laughs> well, Greg, yeah, it's, it's amazing. Yeah. Greg, it's like uh, Buck Perry once said, you'll find the walleyes or any other fish shallow, deep, or somewhere in between. <laughs> so and that's, what it's, yep, that's, and that's what it's like on Winnebago. You can find them shallow, you can find them deep, and you can find them in between. You know, yeah. I mean, they're depending on the day and the wind and all that stuff. Yeah. Did you, I mean, I heard, excuse me, I heard guys like in the last two big tournaments up there 
were catching a lot of walleyes in like four feet of water in the weeds. Oh yeah, yeah. Oh you yeah, know? a lot of guys that are fishing every year up to two feet of water, yeah. which is unbelievable to me. But they do. Yeah. They I've caught them myself in two yeah. feet of water. Which Those is walleyes crazy. they didn't read the same books we read. No, no, they didn't no, read no, Badger yeah. Sportsman. Totally, totally not. <laughs> do you, do you jig jig in plastics, jig in minnow, jig in leech? What are what are you? I'm a big nightcrawler proponent, so I'm, okay. a, I'm a nightcrawler guy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've used minnows out there early in the year, and sometimes they're good. Uh, but basically, I'm a I'm a nightcrawler guy. I've I've tried plastics. I've never done real well mm-hmm. on them personally. Um, guys do it. Uh, I just either don't have the patience or um, don't have the right technique for the plastic. Half, half a crawler. Half a crawler. Half a crawler and as light a jig as you can yeah. use. And I go with like a 16 ounce usually, um, up to an eighth if it's real windy. But typically, I'm an eighth ounce or eighth. I'm sorry, 16 ounce. Yeah. And a half a crawler. Do you get the special ones where that have a little bit larger hook? You know, the lightweight with a little bit larger hook, or just do you go with the standard size hook? I just go with the standard size. I mean, I've used, I guess, variations, and I don't know that I've found one that's... Mm-hmm. Short shank or long shank on the hook? Short, usually. I like the short yeah. shank, too. Yeah. Yeah. It, a little more finesse, maybe, with a short shank well, and less it, metal it, for them to less suck Less metal, in. I think. Yeah, less you know. metal. Keeps the bait closer to the head. Yep. You know, the jig, yeah. Yeah, you know, and, and typically those walleyes, you know how they bite. It's just you feel a little bit of little bit of weight on the end, and you can tell it's not a rock or a weed, and you just got to wait a second, give them a little line, and then boom, you, you set that hook. Speaking of line, Tom was Tom and I were discussing lines before for bass fishing. Do you have a preference? Have you gone to fluorocarbon leaders for the stealth approach? Lake Winnebago's not exactly a crystal clear body no, of water. No, it's not. No, well, sometimes it is. You know, if, it, if the wind settles down, Winnebago is crazy, and it— It'll get clear down to eight feet at times. Um, it's funny. I was listening to you guys on the way in talk about line, and kind of like Tom, I grew up using mono, so I, that's what I use. You know, I use six pound, eight pound test mono, and and that's what I've done my whole life. And and I agree that the stretch is helpful. Uh, Lake Winnebago has a real zebra prop, zebra muscle issue, so guys typically stay away from the mono just because mm-hmm. it gets nicked up and you you do lose some jigs. But I just, I guess, you know, you old habits a, you, die hard, I guess. And, I well, don't know. it hasn't failed you, right? It hasn't failed me. You know, yeah. and I was, I was listening to you guys talk, yeah. too, and I'll tell you a quick story. I was fishing in Canada with my dad. We were, we were trolling spinner rigs for walleyes, and all of a sudden, I've got something on, and it's big. And I'm, and I'm thinking, oh, my gosh, it's a huge walleye. And my dad looks at me at one point, and I'm, this is a good battle, maybe 10, 15 minutes, and I can't move it, and I can't move it. And I know it's a fish. And he says, I don't know who's got who. You are the fish. But anyways, to make a long story short, I'm using six pound mono, and it was a 43 inch musky, mm-hmm. and I we we netted it. I mean, we got it in a boat, yeah. And I just had it in the lip, you know, luckily. Just and uh, but that mono, it held on. I mean, it, mm-hmm. it didn't snap. I mean, my knot must have been good. Everything was worked mm-hmm. out just right. It would be nice if if they could make a line, and you're never going to please everybody, and never going to make a perfect yep. line. But if a perfect line, you'd have the no stretch for the hook set, but then you'd have a little bit of stretch while right. you were fighting the fish. But you're never going to get that. No, you, I don't think so. You know, it's it's going to be one That's or the other. That's what's you know? keeping the engineers at Pure Fishing yeah, up all yeah, night yeah. long trying to yeah. work on this. Because face yeah. it, guys, there's always something yeah. coming out. Oh, yeah. But I've always said that no matter what line you're using, no matter what kind of fish you're fishing for, and, and it's, I, this is especially true for muskies, whether it we been when it was braid line that we used in the beginning, you know, many, many years ago, we caught fish and we lost fish. Then all of a sudden we went to mono. We caught fish, we lost, lost fish. Then we had the super braids. We caught fish, we lost fish. It's, it's, it was the same with all of them, you know? And I just went back to mono. That's all. 
We're doomed to yeah. lose no matter what, Tom. Every now and then. Yeah, every <laughs> now and heck? then. Hey, the fish wins every and now I, and then. I will say that for muskie casting, though, I've gone to the braid, Tom, and I, I use spider yeah. wire stealth, 100-pound. Yeah. Yeah. Now, I don't get 100-pound because I want to catch a 100-pound no. muskie. Right. It's because the diameter, 100-pound of the uh, spider wire stealth is 20-pound mono, right. which right. lays on your muskie, you know, get backlash-wise and stuff because you get mm. too thin. It digs into the right, spool, right. and then for trolling, I, I use the fifty pound, which is thinner diameter. Yeah, gets down, right? In right. limber rods for the trolling, <laughs> so that's my shock absorber. So, yeah. yeah, for the braid, I've gone with that, but mono still has its yeah still has its place. I think for pan fishing <laughs> and stuff, I don't know. I just I don't know. I I use it for everything. So I, I, I use yeah. it for everything too. But you know, I'll, Danny and I were talking earlier before, while we were not on the air about. My favorite part, and I think it's Danny's too, my favorite part of your magazine is those jokes and funny stories at the end. Yeah, we get a, Where we do get you a, get those from? Well, you know, Art, my boss, has has a buddy that is kind of our humor department, and yeah. he finds those, and where, I don't know, and you know, Art and, I mean, some and of his travels are, sees these things. Oh, they are. They're great, and uh, we've had tremendous response. Yeah. You know, and it's you one of those things that sets us apart, really. Those, yeah. those jokes are unique, and they're you, really you, you, And you don't pull thing. any punches, you know? I mean, you're, and, true. and you're, you don't have a lot of filter on some of these, you know? I mean, they're... They're well, out you, there. We're, they're, we're they're talking hilarious. risque stuff yeah, in here, little, Tom. Yeah, it's a little risque, and I love it. I love it. <laughs> we Danny, like to say PG-13. Yeah. But, Read the know. one about the, uh, the. it's a real short one about the, the women. I can't. Uh, I you, don't have my cheater glasses. About Oh, here. Give me the magazine. I do. Wait a minute. Here, Mine I, are in the truck. Here. Wait a minute. Here. Put it, them on, it, Gramps. I like, these, I like these short ones. It says... Arguing with a woman is like reading the software license agreement. In the end, you just ignore everything and click, I agree. <laughs> it's, it's true. So true. Right? It's it is so, so true. true. It, it, oh, God. There's just so many good ones in here. I mean, but that was just a short one. But you got longer ones in there, little stories, and they're, I just think they're hilarious. So, yeah. so I finished up reading it last night uh, while the grandkids were in. And I finished up that part because I had read the other stuff, and I finished up that part because my son wanted to take it home with him when he goes back to Arizona. Oh, fantastic. He says, I can read that on the airplane going yep. back home, you know. So anyway, but yeah, awesome magazine. Yeah, you do a great job with it. Thank and if, you. Yeah. I was going to send you one to put in the back of the magazine, but I'll tell it now. My brother Tim, true story, the wife, we went up doing walleye fishing in the spring, and we're out middle of the night, 2 in the morning. And all of a sudden he says, well, he goes, <laughs> he says, right before I left, he said, I, he says, wife's moving down, going down to see her mother for a week. He said, so had sex before we left. And he says, she said, this is going to be the highlight of my week. And my brother, Tim goes, not me. I'm going to catch a 10 pound walleye with my brother tonight. Oh. <laughs> Made her feel good. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. He said that didn't go over too good. No, no, it doesn't. All right, we got to go to a quick break, but if you have any questions for Chris Carnes from Badger Sportsman Magazine, 414-799-1250 is the phone number. We'll be right back with more on Sports Radio 1250 AM and 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the Midwestern Shooter Supply. Cutting Edge Outdoors. 
coming to you live from the Bait Mate Fish Attractant Studios. And Tom, it is time for Hornswoggle. 799-1250, Hornswoggle. You think you know something about the great outdoors? Test yourself against me. Yep. Danny's gonna Danny. ask. Yeah, he's gonna ask you three questions. All you got to do is answer two of the three correctly, and you will win a wonderful prize package from Coleman Insect Repellents and Bait Mate Fish Attractants. So give us a call right now at seven nine nine twelve fifty. That's four one four seven nine nine twelve fifty to play Hornswoggle. And Danny, tell the people what a Hornswoggle well, is. Well, a Hornswoggle is like when you're pulling somebody's leg. Right, if you've been hornswoggled, you've been bam- bamboozled. Yeah, you've been lied to. You've been lied to. You've been uh, what are all the hornswoggled? I've been hornswoggled. <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah, that's the best way second. for it. Yeah, I've been hornswoggled. So, yeah, so I'll make a statement. When and... I was younger, I got hornswoggled once. <laughs> <laughs> Your wife did when she married you. <laughs> yeah, this, so she the... had to. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's another story. I'm joking. Uh, <laughs> you never never told me that one. No, 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 no. I'm gonna be checking. Birth date of your you know, firstborn. You know, I, I tell people your wedding that date. when before we were married. See, I've known my wife since since high school, right? And before we were married, we used to go into channels back in Nagawika because back then you could drive back on that little island that back there in the channels, and you could fish from shore. And people would say, "Why would why would you go there?" And I said, "Well, the fish spawn there, and so do teenagers." Oh, jeez, <laughs> why? Um, there's a and she doesn't like that. She doesn't like me. Now you're like setting that. a bad example yeah. for all our young listeners yeah, that's out there. True. All talking right. about your fornicating here. Who do we have as a contestant? We have Daniel from Milwaukee. All, all right. right, Daniel. You know how it works here? Yes, I do. Okay, right. so I'll make the statement. <clears throat> and uh, if it's a hornswoggle, if I'm pulling your leg, you say hornswoggle. If I'm telling the truth, no hornswoggle. So here we go. Pike and muskies, pike and muskies. It's a well-known fact that pike feed much better after dark than muskies. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'm going to say that's a hornswoggle. Hornswoggle. Muskies feed better for some reason after dark than than the pike do. Also, I've heard in murkier water, muskies seem to do better. Okay, you're one for one. We got a little ding for him there or anything there? You got a little ring? (laughs) There you go. Now it's official. Pheasants. I look forward to shooting some pheasants soon. Uh Uh-oh. Yeah, well, not that soon. I'm kind of hoping summer hangs on for a little bit longer. But when I do shoot pheasants, they seem like they're fast. But the fastest a pheasant can really go, top speed is 18 to 20 miles per hour. Hornswoggle or no hornswoggle? I'm going to say no no hornswoggle. No, that's a hornswoggle. Yeah, they can go fast. a lot faster than that. That's why they're hard to hit oh, yeah. sometimes. Yeah, I don't know much about pheasants. Well, that's all right. At all. Well, you got a third <laughs> shot at it now. Here you all go. Right. How about shot shell speed? How about shotgun loads? Uh, not an expert, but we'll give it a shot. Okay, here we go. Uh, High-speed shotgun loads can go over 1,200 feet per second. I'll say no hornswoggle. No hornswoggle. Very good. Okay. All right, Daniel. All right. So I we got your. <laughs> okay. So here's here's the thing for bait mate. Do you have a uh, for fishing? Do you have a species that you like that maybe you'd like a flavor? Maybe a bass. Maybe a panfish. Maybe a catfish. Walleye. I would like the uh, catfish. 
Catfish. All right. You're the first person ever to want to take the catfish. And for uh, your Coleman insect repellent, uh, do you want something with DEET or without DEET? I'll try uh, without DEET. Without DEET. Okay. Sounds good. Probably be about two weeks. They'll get it off to you in the mail. And uh, look, look, for, look forward to talking to you again maybe sometime. Can I ask you guys a question real quick? I sure. wanted to ask about uh, catfishing. If uh, any listeners or you guys yourself have any uh, areas uh, close by Milwaukee that uh, catfish are biting, I would appreciate it. I've been uh, fishing Jefferson a lot, and they're biting out there. But uh, Are you talking just, on the Rock River? Yeah, on the yeah. Rock there, yep. Yeah. I'm looking for something uh, just a little different, you know. I've been fishing there quite a bit, and want to find some other spots so if anybody knows anything i'd appreciate it all right we'll give the shout out to our audience maybe somebody maybe will be able we'll to help some you info okay there, dan thanks a lot all right guys. thanks daniel bye now and uh so we got a winner that's great that's cat great. catfish uh i guess the only thing i would say is i hear mendota they get a lot of catfish mm-hmm. there's some out there do you guys uh you've had a catfish art article or two haven't you in the past yeah, they do real yeah. well on catfish in the Wolf River. I'm not a, a catfish guy. I like to eat them. They're delicious, but mm-hmm. I, uh, I'm i not a catfish fisherman. Uh, but guys are catching them in, in the Wolf River for sure. And yeah. I get them once in a while out on Lake Winnebago, get channel cats out there. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I don't, I don't, I throw them back. So I know up on the Fox River uh, from De Pere all the way to the mouth, you know, you can't help but catch them every now and then. I got a couple of spots out there where I can guarantee them, you know, uh, but uh, I don't you know, go after them all that much, you know. But they are fun to catch. Oh, yeah, they are fun to catch, it's and like, they, they got some big ones. You know, it's like putting a bowling ball at the end of your, yeah. end of your line. They just want to stay down, you know. It's, uh, they are fun. But the only thing I don't like about catfish is that when you get them in the net to put them in the boat, they are so slimy are with slimy. That, that silvery slime. Sound like a girl and over there, Tom. What do you mean? Over, no, <laughs> it's, no do, what do I'm say, saying, ew. Danny, it's all over the boat, all over your carpeting. <laughs> And you really got to work on getting it out. Oh, it's terrible. Yeah, it's. Well, I, don't, I, I don't mind grabbing them with the slime and well, all you that, know but it just gets all. Over. I have gotten to be more like, God rest. He's not not dead yet, but God bless him. Steve Milliot, yeah. when I used to catch fish with him, he would not let a fish touch the bottom of his boat. So, <laughs> oh, which was geez. especially difficult if he had a ten pound walleye in the net, and I'm holding it up and steering his boat while he's trying to unhook it. In the middle of the night, without it's, letting it touch the floor, without letting it hit the floor, that's tough. And that's... then one time I had, then he, one time he says, "Grab the flashlight for me." I got the net in one hand with a ten-pound walleye. I'm steering with my left hand in the dark. I said, "Steve, I don't have three hands. You'll have to get your own flashlight." <laughs> what yeah. do you got on the line right now? You got the catfish whisperer, Mike from Saint Francis. Ooh, the catfish I, whisperer well, from the catfish. You whisperer. got your own moniker there. All right. I've reached legendary status like you guys already. So. All right. All right. It's, it's um, great on the top here, ain't it? Catfish are hitting pretty good over in the Fox River in Big Bend uh, by their little bridge there uh, off of the James Road. Uh, okay. Using stink baits or night crawlers doesn't really matter. They've been hitting any of them pretty darn good. Okay. Well, that'll help Daniel out. So Maybe. where's that spot again? Uh, if you just take basically Janesville Road all the way down from Muskego into uh, – into Big Bend and kind of reach like a little park on the side there. Okay. Uh, there's, there's that little bridge. Um, yeah, I mean, they're on both sides of that of that bridge. You can access it just uh, even being on the shore. They're hitting like crazy. So. Well, that's that cool. Nice. All right. How, what what are you getting mainly there? What kind? 
Um, just channel cats. Yeah. Um, but I mean, they range from anywhere from a pound to about ten pounds. Wow. Let oh. me ask you: Do you eat any of the channel cats? Um, not out of there, but I do eat them out of other rivers. But they're just really fun to fight. Gotcha. Yeah, they they are fun to catch. That's for sure. All right. right, Well, thank you, Catfish Whisperer. Appreciate it. Okay. Bye now. And from the Catfish Whisperer to the Bass Whisperer, Tom, maybe that's a new one. We'll give you the Bass Whisperer. The Bass Whisperer. You were all bass fishing this week, you said? Yeah. Well, first we were bass fishing, but I told my son's father-in-law, I said, we're going to bring you a bunch of crappies uh, so we could make them for his family. And so we did. And uh, we took those over there. But, yeah, we, we caught quite a few bass. Yeah, they were all right. Any big ones? Uh, I got My biggest one was 19 inches. So That's it nice. All right. It was a nice fish. I, I saw a guy on Pewaukee had a giant bass, and he caught it on a RP spinnerbait, mm-hmm. which is made by Dave's Legacy. And they sell them over there right when you first walk into the muskie shop. Go to the right. Oh, they yeah, look yeah, like yeah, the yeah. little mini bulldog type yeah. things with a big spinner blade, and yeah. there's all the spinner blade attachments. Yeah, yeah. And they really work. You should get some of those spinner blade attachments because it can modify any lure that you right, have right. and make it better. But it's kind of like a spinner bait slash plastic. Mm-hmm. But they work good for muskies. Um, but they big bass on that thing too. Yeah. Well, that's I, I got to get out to Pewaukee now for the bass. Oh, I caught one at uh, right at Smokies. I was out there Friday doing some stocking of the non-musky stuff. And I looked, I walked down on the dock, and I said, oh, there's a nice one. I went in the shop, grabbed the rod, had a hook on it, and I put a dead shiner on it, threw it out, got about a 16, 17-incher. You know, of course, I let it go right there. You Did know. you just come swooping up and grab oh, it? Oh, yeah, they, they, the water? they just come, oh, yeah, because they, they, they feed them there, Chris. I was going to say, it sounds like their pet, they, maybe. It, maybe they had a name for oh, it. Oh, there's a bunch of them. They'll, they'll throw out, uh, you know, their dead minnows. They'll throw, we got a resident uh, snapper turtle that they feed. Uh, remember, remember uh, that one uh, musky? Uh, it it had that crooked back and it had a hooked jaw that used to hang out at the musky shop. It was hung out for about three years. It'd be there waiting to get the dead suckers and that, and all of a sudden it wasn't around anymore. I think somebody mm. caught it, you know, but uh, it was very distinguished. Uh, we got to go to a break right now. Jeff is Orlowski has given us the sign that he has got your sports update here on one hundred five seven FM, the Fan. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates – Price and coverage match limited by state law.